welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. We are doing part two of our Christmas series leading up to our Christmas Eve services. And last week, our pastoral team did uh, This Christmas We'll Live in Peace. And today, this week, we're going to do this week, or this week, uh, we will stop and worship our Savior. We will stop and worship our Savior. And stopping and worshiping uh, Jesus is so important to the account of his birth that everyone had to stop what they were doing. I mean, you think about what was going on, and they're stopping what they're doing. And I want to just point out somebody that had to stop their work and uh, worship Jesus, which I love that most companies have like noon on Christmas Eve or 3 p.m. or even the malls shut down and the restaurants shut down. I love that it's kind of like going back to this where when Jesus was born, uh, the shepherds were out working and he's like, the angels are saying, stop your work, stop your work. Something is happening. Something's so important. You got to stop what you're doing and worship the Savior of the world. And so I'm going to read it, and we read it every year at Christmas, but I love in Luke chapter 2. And there were shepherds living out in their fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that he had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. They were busy taking care of their sheep. They were just working. And in the midst of the work, it was like, stop, stop what you're doing. Stop, you need to stop this and go and worship. Now, they weren't the only ones. I mean, we'll see throughout this account that all sorts of people were stopping and worshiping. But I, I, I just want to say to our church, let's take advantage of the, the fact that we get to stop and worship Jesus this Christmas. Let's take advantage of the fact that things shut down, that, that, that there's an opportunity for Christmas worship services for these Christmas. I mean, there's so much going on. We get so busy. I mean, you got to figure out what picture you want to use for your Christmas card. How many know that's stressful? You know, that starts it. You know, that, that's got to get ready early. And then you got cookies and kids programs at school and church. And you got decorating and gift buying and company parties and serving opportunities and all this. And of course, in the middle of that, your church puts in a 24-hour prayer meeting. We actually had people emailing like, don't put it in Christmas season. It's already so busy now. I'm like, Sorry, we're going to stop and worship. We're going to stop and pray. And by the way, prayer meeting was so well attended. I thank God for it. During the time I was here, there were so many people praying. And I was told that from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock, the place is just buzzing. And I thank God for that. Hey, 
It may be busy, but we're going to stop and worship. We're going to stop and pray. We're going to do that. But it's busy. It's a busy season. Pew Research said that 60% said they're too busy to enjoy life, let alone Christmas. And USA Today found that every year since 1987, leading up until COVID, every year people said it's busier than it was last year. Like I'm busier than and every, up until COVID. And then everybody's like, it's not busier. You know, it's not busier. But now how many know it's getting busy again? It's just getting so busy again. And, and the traffic is back and I'm having to pray more when I drive, you know? <laughs> like where were all you people? <laughs> uh. Man, but we, we, we cherish being busy. We think busy is a badge of honor. How you doing? Busy. I didn't ask, like, I didn't ask you what you're up to. I asked you how you're doing. Uh, I'm busy. I'm really busy. Busy. You know, no, you should say, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm really good. I'm blessed beyond measure. Those are better answers than busy. But we wear it as a badge of honor. I, I find myself, even when I text people, I'm like, hey, just got back from here doing this, doing that. This is happening. This is happening. Rather than, no, I can't. It's like, I got to tell them how busy I am, but we are so busy. And I want to read this, like in, in stopping and doing things at Christmas, I just want to read to you, like, this is the text exchange between my brother Ryan and I, as we were trying to plan family Christmas to get together, like, let's stop and have time for family and everything. So, and, and some of the text things I'll edit. All right. But anyways, yeah. All right. So... <laughs> Oh, man. He says, did the 22nd work for you? We can make it work. Not sure about Connor and Logan. I'm guessing it does for them. Next sec. Logan replied, it works. I think we're driving to see Becca's mom. Not going to work. She's sleeping. It's 4 a.m. I'm in Istanbul. I can't wake her up. So the 22nd is out. Maybe the 21st. How, no, Wednesday does not work. Mac does her show on Wednesday nights. No, how about the 23rd? Rick and Kate camp. They're serving at church, and she's singing. Oh, man, I was willing to skip church on the 23rd. That's my confession. I was just letting you know. I was going <laughs> to... Accommodate to make family, you know. I, I said, I'm trying to make this work. They said it was supposed to be the 18th. It's not the 18th. You know, well, how about the 19th? No, Chase doesn't get home till the 21st. How many are feeling better right now about your family? All right. Okay. All right. Let's call. Okay. How about the 23rd? Do your kids have school on the 23rd? No. How about lunch on the 23rd like Thanksgiving? That works for us. Oh, no, it doesn't work for Rick. Back and forth. Beck and I are good. Connor and Logan, mom, we could, are you kidding me? And back and forth, back. Alexia works the 23rd. How about the 22nd? Can we make it work? Okay, we can make it work. Six o'clock, six o'clock, 5.30, 5.30, six o'clock, six o'clock. <laughs> Easy enough, done. And it only took 600 text messages. That's what he texted me. <laughs> That's our light. Like, we're just trying to find a day, a day to get together. And we're trying to, now, we're, and I, our life is so busy and we've got to say, all right, are we going to find time for the things that are important? Are we going to find time for what is really important to come and worship our Savior? In the book, Crazy Busy, Kevin DeYoung, I love this quote. He said, we won't say no to more craziness until we can say yes to more Jesus. We will keep choosing dinner rolls over the bread of life. I don't want to choose dinner rolls over the bread of life. And I, as much as it was that exchange there, it was like, all right, when are you going to church? We're going to be there. We're going to have family dinner, but we're going to make sure to worship. And if your traditions don't include like that worship time, I'm going to tell you, we need to take time to worship in a world that is, is turning Christmas into so many other things and it's materialistic and it's other, it just, it's everything else but Christ. 
It's time for us to stop. Stop and worship Jesus and make the most of that time that has been given to us. We're going to worship our Savior. And I want you to know that each of our campuses, we left it up to them to pick their times. And as we were planning the times, we said, okay, you can do it this many, and you need this many services. And, and uh, right as we were planning, we realized, right, did you know that the Vikings play Christmas Eve at noon? Did you know that? Right in there. So we're like, now what? You know, and I was like, all right, pick around. Some are pausing. Some are going right through, like, Fairbrook doesn't start until after. Apple Valley's doing a pause. Maple Grove, they're meeting in Whirly Ball. Like, they're like, if we're going to go meet in the Whirly Ball and move the pool tables and cover the bar with pipe and drape and curtains, we're having service right through the Vikings game. That's Maple Grove. They're dedicated. Shakopee Campus, they're like, their campus pastor's a Packer fan. He's like, I don't care. Service during the Vikings game. No excuse, one church, multiple locations, find the spot and the time that works for you. We're going to worship God. We're going to worship God. And some people say, well, why are you canceling on Christmas Day? And I just want to let you know, we're, we're really saying the Christmas Eve, when it falls on that Friday, Saturday, Sunday location, we just merge it. And we just need to have the same service throughout the weekend just for the number of people that are coming to worship on any given weekend. About a third of our congregation is worshiping in person And two-thirds are either watching online or somewhere else doing other things. But we're saying we're going to make that accommodation. So there's no services on Christmas Day, but there will be on Christmas Eve. And we are going to worship Jesus. And I want to clarify, this is not just like, I'm not telling you to do this out of ritual. I'm telling you to do this out of worship because we want to say this is your day. This is your time. We're remembering this, Lord Jesus. We're remembering this. And right before service, we were praying and some of the staff and sometimes some of our elders will come in and pray with me before. And uh, we were just praying. And one of our elders was praying and Keith just said, I just pray that this year people will understand what it's all about with Christmas. And he said, for years I went to Christmas services and I didn't even understand it, God. And he said, I pray this year people realize it's not just a habit, but it's like, we want to know you, Jesus. And after we were done praying, I said, did you really go to Christmas Eve services year after year, just out of ritual and you didn't know Jesus? I didn't know. I said, well, would you like, you went there and then what did it feel like? He goes, I just felt good. His wife said, we felt good like we were checking the box. I'm not telling you to check the box. I'm telling you to come and worship your savior. I'm telling you to stop work and come and see the glory of Christmas and the miracle that has happened and that God loves us so much that he sent his son Jesus to this earth to be born of a virgin, to live a perfect sinless life and to die the, the, the death penalty that we deserved on the cross. Like we are celebrating God loves us, God with us. And it's not just ritual. And I'm praying that people will find the real miracle of Christmas. According to Philippians chapter two, verses six through 11, it's speaking of Jesus and it was talking about that he was fully God and he was divine and he, and he laid it down and he humbled himself. This is the miracle we're celebrating. Let me read it. It says, talking about Jesus, it says, who being in the very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. This is God we're talking about. 
And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by being, becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is the miracle that we're celebrating here. It's not ritual. I'm not saying, come on, church, let's really have good attendance. I say, come on, church, in a world that is not stopping to worship, let's be sure to stop this Christmas and make sure we worship Jesus. I'd encourage you to worship at one and, and, and work at another one. Work at one service and, and make that worship service a, a great experience for other people and then come and worship. But we stop and we realize like Jesus is the focus of, of Christmas and we're gonna stop and worship and, and, and he stopped things. Like he, he stopped the shepherds. His birth stopped them from working. But there were other things that his birth stopped. Think about it. You have the genealogies in the Bible. And they're keeping track of this guy had this one and this child and this child, this child, this child. And all of a sudden it gets to Jesus and it's like, done. The genealogies don't say, and now they continue. It's like, okay, the genealogy really continues like, all those genealogies leading up to Jesus is like, all right, now it's stopped. And the only genealogy record now is who's his son and who's his daughter? Who's accepted God and, and, and Jesus as their Lord and Savior? And there's the genealogy. You're in the family of God. He stopped that. Jesus stopped the, the, the way we recorded history. We've got B.C. and A.D. We've got before Christ, and A.D. stands for Anno Domini, and it means the year of our Lord. And some are trying to stay, change it to B.C.E., before Common Era, and then C.E., Common Era. And I'm like, oh, no, you don't. No, you don't. It's B.C. and A.D., and Jesus stopped the way that we recorded history, and it was B.C. up until him and A.D. after him, and we're recording it that way. And by the way, while we're still at it, it's Merry Christmas for me, just in case you're wondering. You know. and, and when I'm at the store, and I got to say this, I don't ever want to be mean to people about that if they're wishing me happy holidays, but I just clarify for them. They're like, happy holidays. And I said, I celebrate Christmas. You can wish me Merry Christmas if you'd like. And, and a lot of times people will be like, you know, I don't do it mean. I don't like, I, it's Christmas for me. Yeah, I don't do it like that. I'm just happy. I'm like, oh, thank you. I said, for me, it's, it's Merry Christmas. If you want to wish me a Merry Christmas, that'll work too. You know, and, and they're like, oh, Merry Christmas. And they're like, me too. You know, and sometimes they're like, Merry Christmas, weirdo. But yeah, you know, I'm just going to let them know. It's Merry Christmas. It's BC. It's AD. Jesus stopped the way that they, you know, dated history. It's all around him. The birth of Jesus stopped Mary. She was planning to have a, a, a wedding and just have this little family. And God's like, guess what? We're going to interrupt this wedding. We're, that's going to be stopped. It's gonna, we're going to change everything up. And now you're going to give birth to the Savior of the world. What an interruption. The birth of Jesus stopped Joseph. Again, like he's thinking, I'm gonna have this family. I'm gonna raise my family. I wonder if I'm gonna be a good dad. And, and all of a sudden it interrupts and it stops him. Guess what? Change of plans here. Yep, you're gonna have a family. And guess what? You're gonna have a supernatural stepson right here. What a change. What a change. God 
step in, stop whatever we're doing. Maybe you're, you have plans and you're going some direction and God's like, I'm gonna stop it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna just like I stop these things for these people. You have the, the birth of Jesus, stop the wise men. The wise men, whatever they were doing besides the plans they had, all of a sudden God is showing them as they're looking and they see the signs that the king of the world, the, the king of kings and lord of lords is being born. And so they stop what they're doing and they make the trek to come and worship. I pray that you'll stop what you're doing and you'll, you'll come and worship. Matter of fact, I'm praying that some of your relatives, they, they never stop what they're doing. They never come with you. I'm praying that this year they would stop and they would come with you, that they would stop. I, I, and I want to tell you, keep inviting them. Keep inviting them. Keep asking them to stop what they're doing and join you in worshiping. They may not do it, but you keep inviting them. Don't give up on your family. Don't give up on your relative. Don't give up on your friends. Keep inviting them to say, hey, this could be the year that you stop. If God could stop the wise men and get them to come and worship Jesus, God could stop your relatives doing whatever they're doing and get them to come and worship Jesus. Jesus is still stopping people ever since he was born. He's stopping people. He's like, stop, stop. I've got a plan for your life. There's a different way to live. Stop, stop and worship. And I could use a whole bunch of examples, but I thought this is incredible because Jesus just stops people where they're at and interrupts what they're doing, and they come to worship him. And this is not about Christmas, but I thought it was so interesting about the actor Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt said that when he was 19 years old, he was standing outside a liquor store trying to illegally obtain liquor. Think about this. And he's standing there, and this is the exchange that happened. He said, I was sitting outside there, and a guy named Henry came up and recognized something in me that needed to be saved. And he asked me what I was doing that night, and I was honest. I said, my friends are inside buying me alcohol. And he said to me, you going to go try to, you going to go party? And I said, yeah. He said, you going to drink and go do drugs? Yeah. You going to meet girls and fornicate? And I was like, I hope so. That's what he said. It should have made me nervous, but, I, but it didn't. And I said, why are you asking? And he said, Jesus told me to stop and talk to you. At that moment, I was like, I think I have to go with this guy. He took me to church. Over the next few days, I was, surprising, I was surprised by my friends, and I declared that I was going to change my life. The guy at the grocery store was like, I stopped because Jesus told me to stop and talk to you. He said to tell you that you are destined for great things. And I gave my soul to Jesus within like two days because that guy stopped. Jesus is still stopping people from whatever they're planning to do. And Jesus could stop your family and your friends and your neighbors. And he could stop and, and change the way people live their life if we'll just listen to what he's saying. And I'm praying, God, help us to stop. Help us to personally stop and then help us to stop others. Man, I, I, I don't know we, if what he wants to do this year, but I know God wants us to stop and worship him. And I'm praying, and I want you to agree with me, 
that this year would be greater, stronger. It'd be more intense of our worship, more intense of our bringing what we have to them and saying, Jesus, we stop, we worship you. This Christmas, we'll look at what he's done, what he's doing, what he will do. And I'm believing that people are gonna be saved. It will no longer be ritual anymore. It'll be worship. I'm praying that people will be refocused and they'll say, God, we're gonna be refocused. I'm praying that people will say, we're gonna stop and worship. And I'm praying that it wouldn't just be us singing the Christmas carols, but it'd be us worshiping Jesus. Let's make it a priority. Let's make it a a, a a desire that we, in all the busyness that we're doing, in all the craziness, in all the chaos, we will stop and worship Jesus. So God, I'm praying right now, right now for all of the family and friends and for all of those involved in this, that we would stop and worship you, that we would look at our schedule, we would come and worship as the world gets so busy, as the world says it's optional, as the world said it doesn't matter, Lord, it matters. We will come and worship you. We will take time to worship and praise the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And we are praying that people will be stopped this year from the way they were living, stopped because they will come face to face with a revelation of who you are and their worship will be different this year. It will not be ritual, but it'll be a, a, an awakening, an encounter with you, Lord Jesus. We will worship you and we will praise you and we will stop this Christmas and worship. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen.